You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. All right, everybody. Man, Morning Breath, super excited. The pastor you guys got today is Pastor David Gaiman. That's me. I'm I'm thrilled to be here in one of my favorite books in the Bible. That is the book of John. We're going to be going into the third chapter of John. As you know, all of the people that are giant fans of Morning Breath, we go to the studio the night, or not, we don't go to the studio the night before, we read the chapter the night before, we read it in the morning of, go to our Merritt Island location, and we go to our recording studio and we talk about what God has breathed on our hearts. And that's just kind of a, a biblical and Christian expression to say what God's kind of saying to us. And if you're here and you're thinking, wow, God talks to people. Yes, God absolutely talks to people. God's never stopped talking to people. Actually, one way he talks to us is in his word. Another way he talks to us is um it actually says in the book of Romans that his spirit connects with our spirit and that they talk to each other. We can unpack that more in another podcast. But we come in and talk about what we see in the Word of God and what we hear from the Word of God and what we hear from the Spirit of God. We call it Morning Breath. And I'm joined with a co-host today, the one, the only. He is the sound engineer for Morning Breath. He is a worship on the worship team. He is an impact player at the mezzanine. So many things he does. He's yeah. like a jack of all trade and a master of all of them. <laughs> I don't Nick, know about a master. Nick Clementson. How <laughs> hey, are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? I, I you guys answer. is in like everyone who's listening. I now. You, Pastor David, how are you doing? For, for them. I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. You know, took the family gator hunting. We got a big old gator. That was fun. Yeah, that was so. I'm kind it's of on big cloud boy. nine. It was. It was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, crazy thing is my daughter on the way out there, we asked her to pray. We said, will you pray over the trip for us? And she goes, yes. And no lie. She goes, we pray that we get an eight-foot gator. And then the exact measurement of the gator we got was eight feet. So, she. by the way, we didn't tell her what footage to say either. She just picked it herself. Oh. And, you know, so... Um, praise God. Yeah. So when we uh, we got some stuff going on here at the church, tell them how to uh, jump in and plug in. Uh, yeah, let me do that. Let's do first, all the details. The details, and then we'll get to the, the good deets. stuff. Um, first up, we just want to tell you guys what's up. Get the East Coast app. Also, go to our website at eccc.us to get info, events, past sermons, and even morning breath episodes. You can find our um, chapter list there as well. You can also find East Coast Christian Center on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, or you can call 321-452-1060. Um, and if you have any questions, our lovely receptionists will guide you wherever you need to go. We will also mail you or email you things. Um, but yeah, that's that's all the things. We got some fun events coming up in the next couple of weeks. We do got Night of Worship coming up. Yes, sir. That's going to be awesome, November 10th. We got East Coast Kids Live, hey. which is a fun kids event at our Merritt Island location. Come on out to that. This is the first one, too. You guys have never seen anything like yep, this before. New. So sign the kids up, bring them out. Check out our website for any details you have. Go to the events page. We're very intentional on making sure that events page will answer all your questions. And if it doesn't, you have a way to reach out, and we'll get back to you. Uh, as soon as we possibly can, if not immediately, because we want to see you guys as a family taking your next steps with Jesus. Yeah. You ready to jump in this chapter? Let's get it. John we, 3. We do. We got Nicodemus up in here. <sighs> and we got, a, we got like one of the most well-known verses in this chapter. John, I don't know what you're talking about. John 3. 
<gasps> oh my goodness. John 3.14. <laughs> we also John the Baptist is in this chapter. So yeah. let's take a look at what what the God what God has to say. So we've got 36 verses. So yep. let's just split it at 18. I'm reading NLT. What are you reading, buddy? NLT. All right. So um, you take the first 18. All right. So, you pick it up at 19. All right. Nick, I say to you, read, sir. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean? exclaimed Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but can't tell where it comes from or where it's going. So you can't explain how people are born of the spirit. How are these things possible? Nicodemus asked. Jesus replied, you are a respected Jewish teacher, and yet you don't understand these things. Dang. (laughs) I assure you, we tell you what we know and have seen, and yet you won't believe our testimony. But if you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the Son of Man has come down from heaven. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake of a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal light, a life. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do all who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it, for their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see what they are doing and what God wants. John the Baptist exalts Jesus. Then Jesus and his disciples left Jerusalem and went into the Judean countryside. Jesus spent some time with them there baptizing people. At this time, John the Baptist was baptizing at Anion near Salem because there was plenty of water there and and people kept coming to him for baptism. This was John this was before John was thrown into the prison. A debate broke out between John's disciples and a certain Jew over ceremonial cleansing. So John's disciples came to him and said, Rabbi, the man you met on the other side of the Jordan River, the one you identified as the Messiah, is also baptizing people, and everybody is going to him instead of coming to us. John replied, No one can can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. You yourselves know how plainly I told you, I am not the Messiah. I am only here to prepare the way for him. It is the bridegroom who marries the bride, and is the bridegroom's friends simply glad to stand with him and hear the vows. Therefore, I am filled with joy to success. We must become, we must become greater, he must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. He has come from above and is greater than anyone else. We are of the earth. 
and we speak of earthly things. But he has come from heaven and is greater than anyone else. He testifies about what the what he seen and heard, but how few believe what he tells them. Anyone who accepts his testimony can affirm that God is true, for he is sent by God. He speaks God's words, for God gives him the spirit without limit. The Father loves His Son and has put everything into His hands, and anyone who believes in God's Son has eternal life. Anyone who doesn't obey the Son will never experience eternal life, but remain under God's angry judgment. Amen. Dude, Jesus is dropping some bombs in the beginning of this this uh, chapter. Well, well, I tell you what, um, his his counterpart also is dropping some pretty serious the truth this yep. is this is the actual truth people this yeah. is this is truth all right i know uh something that's being said a lot around now is your truth my truth that doesn't make sense to me because you don't have a truth and outside of christ i don't really have a truth you can have a fact and maybe on some topics you could roll some facts into truth like two plus two is four that's the truth okay fine great whatever we're not gonna split hairs but this is the truth no matter what people say or think and this is why this chapter is so important is because Jesus and JTB, John the Baptist, go after mindsets and heart sets. Yep. All right? They don't go after your sin nature. Yeah. They go after how you think and how you allow stuff into your heart. That's why he says that savage comment. That's why he says, whoa, you're, you're Nicodemus, man. You're like the greatest teacher in Israel. Like, I'm supposed to, how, how it works is God would speak to these teachers, and those teachers would take all that to the people. But what happens if the teacher isn't getting it? Then the people don't get it. So Jesus wasn't being really mean when he was saying his comment. He was pretty much saying, hey, God's trying to get something through you to them, but you've allowed yourself so much into the Jewish culture instead of to what the Torah is actually saying, you're actually missing the Messiah. And I want to challenge you right now. Are you so much into the Christian culture that you're missing what God is actually saying? Are you so much um, practicing the Christian culture and maybe not allowing the word of God to read you and speak through you and you change your life to what the word of God has to say? Because I love the Christian culture. Don't get me wrong. It's not an attack on Christianity. I don't attack the bride. No way. But we can wind up falling into the cultural trap, right? And not actually um, responding to what God's calling us to do in the season that we're in. So Yeah, I was when you were talking about hearts and thoughts, um, that that's what they are kind of focusing on is, is what popped out is um, and them not going towards – like bringing out sins and stuff like that is because sins you could probably see really easily and they pop up um, and it's pretty obvious if you're sinning. But when you have um, your heart's in the wrong place or your mind and your thoughts are going into the wrong place, it can be a lot harder for you to call that out unless someone else calls that out because it's your thoughts. So you think that you could be right. And um, so that is definitely, it was good that they, um, they, touched on heart and thoughts instead of you know sinful things one thing that um kind of going off of that is verse 20 uh that popped out is bringing light to your sins um it says all who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their 
for for fear their sins will be exposed. Um, it's really easy to sit in your struggles sometimes because you don't want other people to think differently of you, and um, but you will not find any breakthrough. Even if you try to deal with it yourself, like if you're struggling with something, um, you won't find breakthrough if you just do it alone. Um, and that's because no, you know, sin dwells in darkness. And so, um, bringing light to anything that you struggle with, bringing it to a friend, bringing it to a family member, uh, bringing it to a pastor is super, uh, helpful and will help bring that breakthrough. Um, that was just something that, that kind of popped out in that verse for me. That's really good. <clears throat> You're right. We're not meant to do this alone. You might not, <clears throat> excuse me, you're not meant to walk alone in this journey. You're not meant to, to do any of that. But what happens is that we wind up with such a fear of response. What's what's somebody going to say? You know, it goes back to like playing on the playground when you're a kid and you like a girl or, or, or you like a boy and you want to tell him and you send him that note, check yes or no. Do you like me? You know, and you're all nervous and you send your friend with it because we, we innately from childhood have a, have a fear of what this world will react to from either who we are, or what we've done or how we feel. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is we get really good at making sure that when how any of those areas come out, they're protected and that we're safe. Right. And what 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 winds up happening is that when sickness comes in death comes in on that level that that's called sin we wind up hiding that sin away and we can never get help because we're so afraid of what people are going to say once again not beating up on the christian culture but if we wind up making churches that are just for perfect people then we're not going to wind up tackling the sin issue which the sin issue like we see here in this chapter is not really an obedience issue it's a belief issue all right, your obedience isn't broken. You're obedient to watch and binge watch The Office. You are obedient to go and follow your favorite football team or follow your favorite celebrity. You do that stuff innately. Why? Because you have a dopamine joy-filled response when it comes to those things. So they flow naturally now to you. But what happens is there's areas of the Word of God that you know but you don't believe. Mm-hmm. So that's where the root of your sin nature comes from, that you have believed you can get um, that dopamine response, I'll keep this family friendly, from those websites, that, that pleasure response from certain websites or from certain substances or from certain relationships, instead of believing that the word of God has something better for you, for he who finds a wife finds a good thing. For I have cattle on a thousand hill, I will prosper you. For And we can believe in and rest in on those things. That's why Jesus Christ did not ever need to, to build a home for himself here on earth. Because he had his belief right. 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 And that's what's so important with our walk with Christianity. Because I love here that it says several times over, it refers to us as sons of God. Sons of God, daughters of God, however you want to translate that. Um, this is not a, a gender thing, that this is actually a family thing of what he's saying. Uh, another chapter, I alluded to it earlier, that is a lot of sons of God language is Romans 8. And I didn't mean to talk about Romans 8 this much, but maybe you should go and read that as well. Important that you know about that is that when um, you hear the famous verse for some of us, oh man, I'm trying not to mutilate this. It's around like the 15th verse of Romans 8. Yeah, he says, and we cry out, Abba, Father. And some people say, well, it's like saying, Poppy God and Daddy God. Uh, no, 
Not really. Let me help you with that. It is kind of, but you have to go back to what he says and what he's saying here in John 3, that that son of God is not son of God, sons of God, heirs of God in the baby and infant sense. It is actually the word being used here is the adult word of son. It would be as if me at 41, someone was to go to my dad and mom, Ray and Maria Gammon, um, hey, where is your son, David? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be like my son, Alex, who is two, right? Who might call out daddy God. But they would say it is a mature. And that's why you see when John writes again, he says, those who are young in the faith, you've overcome. Those who are mature in the faith. You know, it's given a picture that we we are to be sons and daughters of God from a, 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 um, a knowing him stance as father, all right, and that's one of the most important things because God has many names. He's got Elohim, He's got Yahweh, He's got Jehovah. He's and then you go through the Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, you know Jehovah Rapha. You can, I mean, you go all through a scripture, but right here, John three, Romans eight, He clearly says, when you cry out in your maturest point, I am at, at that point still Abba Father, close Father, loving Father. Indiv- what it really is is like crying, crying out, Dad is what you're really crying out. You're crying out, Dad. So I hope that helps somebody a little history lesson there. I know I feel like I've been talking forever, but God's most, most compassionate moment of speaking to you. He's saying, call me dad. I need you to call me dad. So take it away, Nick. Drop yeah. some wisdom on us now. All right. Well, verse 26, um, it's John talking to his disciples because they have come to him Um Saying that, oh, look, Jesus over here, he's, you know, he's taking all of our people. They're all going to him. And John's like, what are you doing? That's what we're here for. Like, he kept a um, a heavenly mindset, a God mindset, and he knows the the real reason that he he's not the Messiah. He's not here um, to do that. But that the Messiah is here, the one that is to be baptizing people. And so um, that goes back to, like, the heart and thoughts. Like, his disciples are getting... Um, concern about their situation and more of like the the publicity maybe that's kind of popping out to them of just like oh well they're not coming to us anymore they're going to this other guy and John's just reeling them back in keeping their heart checked their thoughts checked of um, that's the reason we're here is is so that Jesus can come and um, baptize those that are you know needing it and so that was one thing that popped out to me. It's it's always important for to have people around you, and that's why just community is so important. Um, is just having someone that can always fix your your hearts and your thoughts. Um, that when you you know fall short and you worry about something that you shouldn't be worrying about, someone can always just kind of reset your mindset. Which we that kind of sounds familiar because we just did a, a sermon series um, called Reset. Reset. So throwback. Yeah, and. Um, it's always it's always important to have people around you that'll you know call the crap out and and really just reel you back in. I need that all the time. Like I can struggle with you know working in a church and and not agreeing with a lot of things and um, having people around me that can always bring your mind back to what the real purpose of why we're doing this and that's for salvation is to bring people to the Lord and to um, like that's that's the end goal everything that we do is to just bring people to Jesus, bring people to heaven. And so, um, that makes everything, every struggle worth it. And, and kind of just brings you back to, to what you're doing and have a good reason for it. 
I love it. The father loves his son and has put everything into his hands. And anyone who believes in God's son has eternal life. Now, this scripture right here at the very end of John 3 is just as, you know, it, it carries the weight of John 3, 16 as well. You know, any anyone who believes in God's son has eternal life. The father loves his son and has put everything into his hands. And anyone who believes in God's son has eternal life. It does not say anybody who has started the perfect journey because you know what whatever journey you're on whatever story god is writing and you are a part of here with him um they're 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 all different you know they're all different but they have to for him to be a just god they all have to have a common denominator and he can't make it money because that wouldn't be fair he can't make it geographical location he can't make it ethnicity he can't make it uh time era in which you were born in it's just none of that would fall fair to a, ju- to a to a holy and just God when it would come to giving a judgment. What would be fair is no matter what, he is able to stand on, what did you believe in? And that's Jesus. And that is why as Christians, it's so important we get the gospel to people, all right? That we get the gospel to people regardless of um, race, gender, sexual preference, sexual identity, economic status, uh, geographical location it needs to be that because you know that is that is the key factor and, and that is the key factor to your faith walk as well is your belief in Jesus and not just believing that Jesus was real all right not just believing that Jesus was a good guy and a wise teacher that he was the son of God and that all things are in his hand there is an incredible amount of peace for you when you have given your life over to that because that is is the wellspring of grace on which we operate from, okay? Because anything outside of that mindset, you are still in the old school legal mindset of performance-based favor and standing with God, and that doesn't work. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you can flood your life with sin and you'll be just fine. No, death will come with that. But when you have actually tapped into the source of your belief in Jesus Christ and that you have allowed you have allowed your life to be one of grace how much more he is able to flow through you and to fill you and give you those fruits of the spirit and it's kind of an upside down thing from the kingdom of really if you are to gain your real life you kind of have to lose the one you got and that's hard for us it's like you know i remember when i was with the army i would go to rappel and uh just your first time rappelling your knees are shaking you're nervous and you gotta jump but after you jump that first time you'll jump every time no problem and it's like same with your walk with god you gotta jump you are listening to the morning breath podcast from east coast christian center we will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. 
No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at INeedAFence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. All right, we are back. Final thoughts with something for us to take away that we can peruse right past those of us that have been in the church for some amount of time that um, the correlation in the language and the relationship that we might be able to look past here and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is actually deeper than I might think, because in the dialogue with John and his disciples, he would say this. You know, how plainly I've told you, I am not the Messiah. I'm only here to prepare the way for him. It is the bridegroom who marries the bride, and the bridegroom's friend is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows. You see, 
That is a covenant talk. That is covenant relationship. You know, our marriages are a reflection of the level of commitment God wants to have for us. And, you know, I want to encourage you today that God want, God has established a covenant relationship with you based off of Jesus Christ, who is the bridegroom, and we are the bride, and that we stand with him. There's You got to think, you know, husbands, that we love our wives. There's nothing we love more in our, in our life than our wives. And we operate from that. And that is too, we have to operate from the love of God. That is what inspires us. That is the new law that is written on our hearts, that we freely obey God because of the covenant and relationship that we have with him. Not because it's a a good or bad person thing, a right or wrong thing, um, but instead it is a love-based obedience. And that is how we turn this world upside down. And that is how we see the lost saved. So, all right, guys, that's it for us. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.